Hey everybody, happy Tuesday. Welcome to the C-Note Audio Extravaganza. This is your host, Mr. Christian Rivera, bringing you the show that is like a polar bear. Cute, no matter what iceberg it's standing on. Ah, well that's pretty much where it's going. I'm kind of sniffly this morning because I just got hit like with allergies or something. Not like sickness, but I'm like sneezing like crazy. So I apologize if I sneeze during this because it's just hitting me in waves six sneezes in a row and it's worse for me because I hold it in which is I know it's not good but then I'm like you know your limbs go numb and I'm like okay stop stop this stop this (laughs) and that's that's not a good feeling makes me feel like I'm breaking (laughs) Um, not a good time so I had a review yesterday with my CEO about the videos that I'm working on, and he likes the direction so far. There's, oh, there's so that's so cool. There's fog coming over the mountains. That's pretty rad. Uh, I wish I could have got a photo, but nope. Moving on. It's all right. I took that for myself. Kaching. That was no. That, that's not. That's not the right photo noise. <laughs> that was me blinking my eyes and taking a photo. Kaching. <laughs> that's not how that works. I'm delusional. I'm actually probably the most awake I've been in the past few days, so this is good. This feels good so far. Not fully awake. I also woke up 20 minutes earlier than usual, which I'll be doing for the next few days. And, uh, why is my defroster not working? It is... Mm, this is a problem. Anyway. <laughs> so, the CEO saw some videos. He liked it, liked the direction, making adjustments, but for the most part, I've got the directive to just hit the ground running and keep this thing moving. So, feel pretty good about that. Maybe if I put some windshield wiper fluid on this thing, we can fix this. I remember when I was a kid, sorry for the burp, but I remember when I was a kid, um, first learning how to drive, I had, my, my dad neglected to tell me about uh, the defroster. <laughs> and the winter time came, and I was like, why does this keep fogging up? And I kept, me and my friend, who was also dumb in 17, we just kept wiping the windshield <laughs> with our hands. <laughs> it, just was, it just did not, did not do anything. It made it worse, and that was the scariest drive home. Uh, eventually learned about defrosting, <laughs> and that changed my life. So, but for some reason this is not working, so I'll have to, this is, uh, this is disappointing. This is the first time something in my car is not working. I bought I bought this car in 2012. It's a Mazda 3. It's been great. It's still great. It's still worth a decent amount of money. It's worth more than I'm paying for it at the moment, which is nice. It's like the first time a car is like there's a return. Like I would I wouldn't make a profit, but I would make more than what I'm currently paying. So, which is about a little less than a quarter of what it's worth or what the initial purchase value was. Anyway, so today I wanted to talk about folding, meaning knowing when to quit, essentially. Uh, Last week I talked about uh, poker and life strategy based on poker, and today I'll use folding as a reference, but for the most part it's about knowing when to quit. Because as much as it's amazing to be a uh, person that perseveres and pushes through and gets through situations. It's also important to know when a situation is not good for you, when it's unhealthy, when you need to move on from a design you're working on, 
move on from something that is just wasting your time and uh, know when to quit, know when to move on. Or maybe you need to reframe it as knowing when to put an end to it, when to when to finish it. Because quitting has such a negative connotation of like, you're a quitter, you don't do it. Why are you quitting? It's like, no, no, I am closing the book on this chapter. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very different thing. It's a very different thing because yeah, for me, it's something I talk to my therapist about. Like me being a person that has always persevered and pushed through and, um, you know, tried to keep my promises and, and do all the things that I should be doing. Uh, often that has led me down a path that, that led me to push through things that I'm unhappy with. And that's really what we're talking about. So with that, let's kick this thing off. Quitting. Why are you listening to a podcast about quitting? You quitter, loser, hater, lazy person. <laughs> Those are some of the things that come with changing or ending or moving on from something. You're going to get that. You're going to get people that are telling you you're a quitter, that you're not being, that you're not um, being considerate to other people or something. Sometimes quitting is wrapped in other stuff that isn't going to feel very good, even though the thing that you're quitting from is ultimately going to lead to good things. Um, I'm, again, assuming, but most of the time when someone is quitting something is because it's not good for them. So for some reason, we've created this association with quitting being bad. Um, you know, quitters, quitters aren't good. Quitters never win. It's like, win at what? <laughs> Maybe that works in sports, but that doesn't work in the rest of life. And we've translated that to the rest of life. If you're in a shitty job, then you need to quit so you can find a better one. If you're in a shitty relationship, you need to quit. Find a better one, or find yourself. When you're in any kind of situation that is shitty for you, you should probably move on. Find a way to make it better. Now, I know that's not always an immediate thing. Sometimes it takes steps. Sometimes it makes planning. Sometimes it takes navigating social things. When people are berating you, it depends on how close your community or whatever is to the situation that you're tied to. If it's, um, if you're really close with coworkers, you know, quitting is going to be harder, but at the same time, if it's for the betterment of you and yourself as a person, then you have to allow yourself the room to move on. Uh, you know, I, I, to bring the poker analogy in folding is a big part of the game. If you can't fold your hands properly at the proper time, you're going to lose a lot of money <laughs> because you just keep calling and throwing all your money out there to see the end of every hand. And then you say, oh, I lost. Oh, well, 
and then you have a lot less money. You fold essentially to save money so that you can keep playing. And you can almost equate that to stress in your life. You know, you're, you're kind of giving up every bit of will that you have when you're pushing further into something that is not good for you. Uh, it's a bit of a loose analogy, but I think you follow. <laughs> I hope you follow. If not, oh well, I'll try again. <laughs> um, but folding is a big part of the game of poker. And sometimes when you make a big fold, when you've got a pretty decent hand, but you can ascertain that the other guy has pocket aces because of the way the hand played out and the way the situation is unfolding, once you make that fold and you find out, you know, either he shows the hand or you feel pretty confident or you have discussions with people who, because sometimes they don't show the hand, you don't know for sure if you made a good fold or not. You have to be confident with that either way. So that's another thing. If you fold and you don't know if you made a good fold or not, it doesn't really matter. You made your decision. You got to keep going. You have to make the next, next hand just as good. You know, it goes back to the old adage of uh, the Gary Vee thing. It's like, you're only as good as your last at bat. So don't worry about that thing you made, that the decision you made. You got to move on to the next thing. And after that one, you move on to the next thing. And you keep trying. And you keep doing the best that you can in every situation that you're given. Which is why I love the poker analogies, because every hand is different. Just the combinations are so astronomically uh, high in terms of the probabilities that every hand is a different situation. So, so many things and aspects are familiar, but you're able to take the education and the guidance and experience that you've learned throughout the game to take it to the next hand, to the next at bat, to the next journey, to the next job, to the next relationship, to the next idea, to the next project, and work towards making that next thing better than the last one. And the only way you can do that is by quitting. Quitting. Why are you listening to a podcast about quitting? You quitter, loser, hater, lazy person. <laughs> Those are some of the things that come with changing or ending or moving on from something. You're going to get that. You're going to get people that are telling you you're a quitter, that you're not being, that you're not um, being considerate to other people or something. Sometimes quitting is wrapped in other stuff that isn't going to feel very good, even though the thing that you're quitting from is ultimately going to lead to good things. Um, I'm, again, assuming, but most of the time when someone is quitting something is because it's not good for them. So for some reason we've created this association with quitting being bad. Um, you know, quitters, quitters aren't good. Quitters never win. It's like, win at what? <laughs> Maybe that works in sports, but that doesn't work in the rest of life. And we've translated that to the rest of life. If you're at a shitty job, then you need to quit. So you can find a better one. If you're in a shitty relationship, you need to quit. Find a better one. Or find yourself. When you're in any kind of situation that is shitty for you, you should probably move on. Find a way to make it better. 
Now, I know that's not always an immediate thing. Sometimes it takes steps. Sometimes it makes planning. Sometimes it takes navigating social things. When people are berating you, it depends on how close your community or whatever is to the situation that you're tied to. If it's, um, if you're really close with coworkers, you know, quitting is going to be harder. But at the same time, if it's for the betterment of you and yourself as a person, then you have to allow yourself the room to move on. Uh, you know, I, I, to bring the poker analogy in, folding is a big part of the game. If you can't fold your hands properly at the proper time, you're going to lose a lot of money <laughs> because you just keep calling and throwing all your money out there to see the end of every hand. And then you say, oh, I lost. Oh, well. And then you have a lot less money. You fold essentially to save money so that you can keep playing. And you can almost equate that to stress in your life. You know, you're, you're kind of giving up every bit of will that you have when you're pushing further into something that is not good for you. Uh, it's a bit of a loose analogy, but I think you follow. <laughs> I hope you follow. If not, oh well, I'll try again. <laughs> um, but folding is a big part of the game of poker. And sometimes when you make a big fold, when you've got a pretty decent hand, but you can ascertain that the other guy has pocket aces because of the way the hand played out and the way the situation is unfolding, once you make that fold and you find out you know, either he shows the hand or you feel pretty confident or you have discussions with people who, because sometimes they don't show the hand, you don't know for sure if you made a good fold or not. You have to be confident with that either way. So that's another thing. If you fold and you don't know if you made a good fold or not, it doesn't really matter. You made your decision. You got to keep going. You have to make the next, next hand just as good. You know, it goes back to the old adage of uh, the Gary Vee thing. It's like, you're only as good as your last at bat. So don't worry about that thing you made, that decision you made. You got to move on to the next thing. And after that one, you move on to the next thing. And you keep trying. And you keep doing the best that you can in every situation that you're given. Which is why I love the poker analogies, because every hand is different. Just the combinations are so astronomically uh, high in terms of the probabilities that every hand is a different situation. So, so many things and aspects are familiar, but you're able to take the education and the guidance and experience that you've learned throughout the game to take it to the next hand, to the next at bat, to the next journey, to the next job, to the next relationship, to the next idea, to the next project, and work towards making that next thing better than the last one. And the only way you can do that is by quitting. There are simultaneous pros and cons to quitting, particularly because in either case, it's all about you. You have to take ownership of it. It's a decision that you're making, which the very, very, very strong pro of it is that you're the one making that decision. You are the one in control. You are deciding your fate. You are saying, this is not good for me. I need something else. And that is a very empowering feeling. That is good. That is good for self-awareness. Hooray for self-awareness. 
is good for yourself as a person to be able to move forward, recognize what you need, and not just push through something that's shitty. The con is that you are taking ownership of it. So there's going to be ridicule. There's going to be people that that don't like the decision you've made. And you're going to have to face that. Um, some people are, like me, I don't really care. If I quit something, I'm owning that. And if somebody has something to say, tell me. But I'm not going to take it to heart because the decision was made. And it was my decision. So it doesn't matter what you think. It really doesn't. <laughs> um, so with that, it's like you're, you're taking ownership either way. It's not, you're not getting fired. You're not being dumped. You're not being let go from something. You're not uh, being exiled in any kind of way. You're making the conscious choice to, oh, I tried lady. Sorry. I couldn't let you through. I don't have enough room. Mwah. <laughs> um, you're making the conscious choice to move on, to close the book, to try the new thing. And um, for that, that's got to feel pretty good, regardless of how it turns out, right? I mean, we're, we're people that live in a free world, assuming that you live in a free country. Um, and I assume all of my listeners are U.S. listeners, most of them, except for probably Simon and Motorspit, <laughs> which are fantastic. And um, for that, it's... I, I think we because of social pressures, give up a lot of that freedom in exchange for social acceptance? What does that even mean? How does that help you? Like, you make that assumption that you'll never get the kind of social support you'll actually want, you'll actually need. Because I think if any, if anything, most people that appreciate you as a person will support your decisions. Whether or not they agree with them, they'll support who you are and what you're doing because it's you. Um, and sometimes that's frustrating because it can be someone very, very close to you. And it's not easy to move on or get rid of them. I had a lot of disagreements with my dad growing up. And I had to kind of separate myself from my family situation because it was becoming toxic. Growing up as a teenager, like we had a lot of fights. My parents fought. And then when I got old enough to participate, I got in there too. And there were things thrown. I threw a trash can at my dad once or twice. Um, would go for long walks and disappear. Um, and I would just, I would, I would get into a big fight and then I would go for a long walk and like lay in a parking lot somewhere and just stare at the sky. It's so dramatic, but it was true. It was a really frustrating, uh, part of my existence. Um, it's something I didn't talk to people a lot about. Um, so that was a difficult thing. And essentially deciding to move to San Diego was a form of quitting. It was a form of moving on because a lot of things were kind of compounding in Philly. My reputation was kind of becoming a little bit shot. My, um, I had kind of gone through a couple of relationships that kind of just made me not want to be there anymore. Just too many things reminded me of those things. Uh, there were not really many work opportunities and, you know, I wanted to make an attempt to mend the relationship with my parents, um, particularly my dad and moving allowed me to do that. And giving, creating that distance, um, allowed for the building of a better relationship. 
So when we do see each other, it's more momentous and it's good and and they're supportive of my decisions and whatnot. So I don't, for me, that's that happened to work out. <laughs> um, but I took the leap. I decided to to quit that situation and try something else. And I took ownership of it, and I feel pretty good about it. So do what you can to not be afraid to quit. I, there's always going to be a sense of fear because I think most of us fear the unknown in some sense or another. Um, we don't know what's going to happen and we're not oracles and often we get wrapped up in trying to decide what the future is going to be like. And we really don't know. We're kind of working with probabilities, which again is sort of what ties into poker. You know, the new card comes out, probabilities change and you make your decisions based on those, based on that new knowledge. But you can't predict what the fifth card is going to be. You can guess based on probability, but you don't know. You don't know. You are not a prognosticator. <laughs> you do not know what is coming. You don't. So you have to make the best educated guess possible, but also be willing to adjust. That's where folding comes in. When you see that the fifth card is not the one that you want, it's not the card that's going to make you win the hand, then you have to fold. Because if you try to show your, your losing hand, it's going to lose every time because it is not the winning hand. I've seen so many people decide to continue to play as if the hand is like, as if the rules of the game are going to change and the rankings of the hand are going to change. Like suddenly the world is going to shift itself into your favor because it's the hand that you're holding. Sometimes the hand that you're holding is shit and you need to get rid of it in order to save face, <laughs> to save yourself, to save your dignity, because then you're going to build a reputation for being a person that doesn't know how to quit. Yeah, I want to use a design example because I am a creative, but often I talk about done is better than perfect. And that time between when something is finished, when you've hit all of the minimum criteria, when everything looks good, but you're still tinkering, that starts to become wasted time. That becomes time that is on someone else's clock or your own. It's starting to cost people money, starting to cost time, starting to cost your own stress level and sanity, and you have to learn when to quit. I mean, it becomes a matter of experience, but it takes a level of self-awareness as well to realize when it just doesn't feel good to be doing this anymore. Because often those last little bits of perfecting don't feel very good. At least for me, it doesn't ever feel very good to be pixel pushing and putting the little pieces in place to make it quote unquote perfect. Usually the things that you're perfecting are things that no one else is going to even notice or care about. You're just wasting your time. And I don't know about you, I value the shit out of my time. <laughs> I would charge so much money if I could because <laughs> I see the value in myself. Not everyone sees that and that's fine. That takes a little bit of convincing or showing, but I know what my value is worth and I know I don't want to waste my time pixel pushing and dealing with all this shit that I don't want to deal with. So with that, that's when I decide to end it 
and move on to the next thing. And I'm trying to preach that value at work because there's always little things that come up after the fact. And I'm like, dude, we're done. Let's move on. Let's take these things that we're trying to adjust and apply it to the next one. Um, so that's that's what I've got. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to fold. Sometimes you got to quit. Sometimes you got to move on. And there is nothing wrong with that. That is the goal of this, this podcast, to tell you that there is nothing wrong with having to quit a situation. If it is shitty, if you know you're not going to win, if because so many people are going to keep telling you, you got to push through, you got to try, you got to make this work. And that shit doesn't always apply. This is not a fucking little league game. <laughs> My apologies for the language, but I got fired up. <laughs> That's the only. This is like PG thirteen. I get one. I get one f bomb. I think I only used one f bomb. <laughs> so, um, with that, I thank you for listening. Uh, and please check out all my social channels at Rival My Design. Uh, chat with me there, or leave a call in about this topic. How do you feel about quitting? Have you had a situation where you tried to push through and it didn't work out? I'd love to hear about it. On that note, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. Peace out.